I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Happy Halloween, creeps. Today's episode is a live recording taken this week at Henrietta Street from our Halloween Spooktaculars. This is the first night and as with any opening night, there was a bit of faffing with the speakers. So I've cut out the background noise. I've cut out some of the faffing and we're going to go straight into the stories. Um, I just want to say a quick thank you to everybody who came out and met us. It was equal parts terrifying and exciting to meet so many of you in person. And for those of you who couldn't make it, we are planning our next live shows. So if you want the details, as always, they're posted on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the creep dive. Enjoy the show. Okay, so I have... A creep that has everything in it. It's one of my favourite creeps. I was, it's a horrifying story, but I was absolutely delighted to find it. I know the feeling well. So my story starts with a woman called... Leave your moustache alone. I can't. It feels really weird and it's going in my mouth. (laughs) Feels very strange, but not unpleasant. Do you want me to give you a little moustache? I want a little moustache comb. I don't have a comb. Have a scissors? I don't know if I trust you right now. I'm not sure that's interesting. Okay, in 2013, Michelle Hadley found herself at the end of the only relationship she'd ever known. Despite marrying her high school sweetheart at 22, the relationship had gone sour, and at 26, the couple divorced. Sad. Shock. Shocking. 
right? But that didn't pan out. Yeah, so Michelle was a quiet, hard-working woman, and when she met a man called Ian Diaz on the internet, she thought like her luck had changed and everything was, was going for the better. Ian was 35 years old, so... She knows what the internet is, yeah. Yeah, but he seemed like, this is America. <laughs> Harsh. So she was 26, he was 35. He was a US Marshal. He was tall. What is that? It's like a police something. Isn't, wasn't Commando a US Marshal? They're like a part of the law, but like <laughs> We're just ignore not, that. not CIA. <laughs> Sorry, I asked. No, but like they're, they're kind of more intense, aren't they, than police officers? Yeah, kind of. But I think they're like- Do we have a man in the room? Does anybody know? <laughs> Wasn't Whoa. Commando, wasn't Arnold Schwarzenegger a U.S. Marshal? Right. It's mar that's Marshal law. So the okay. super police. Okay. Super um, extra bonus police. Yeah. So Ian Diaz was a 35-year-old Marshal. He was tall. He's kind of handsome. He's not that handsome, but like he's sturdy <laughs> and lanky. She thinks that he's lovely. Um, he was really attentive and sweet. And on their second date, he said, I love you. And IRL face to face. IRL this and face to face. This is very uncreeped eyes. No, uh, like he was who he said he was on the internet. Stop you know, it. He turned out to be the same. He lived now with that's got to be a red flag. He lived with his mom. But <laughs> 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 well, it kind of is. <laughs> Just let me get into it. Um, he lives with his mom. She thought he was lovely. Um, and he, it just, it all seemed really natural and she was just delighted to have gotten out of this shit relationship that she'd been in when she was young and finally found someone that she thought was just a grown up who knew what he wanted. Good for her. By the spring of 2014, they'd moved in together. So it's moving pretty quickly. And things weren't perfect. Ian oh Diaz God. had strong opinions on how Michelle should look and how she should dress. He asked her to adopt a sexier kind of look and wear crop tops and get her belly button pierced. <laughs> and to wear some acrylic nails. Oh. He asked her to take a 20 grand pay cut to leave her job for a marketing position in his favorite place in the world, Disneyland, where he'd formerly worked. So later she suspected that it was just a way for him to have his ex-colleagues keep an eye on her. Talking about the relationship now in 2019, Michelle can see some of the issues that had arisen at the start, but at the time she just thought that he was really loving and attentive. So when he proposed to her at the end of 2014, she said yes. After their engagement, Ian be began asking Michelle to have sex with other men so that he could, oh. which is called. Oh, M. Fuck holding. Yes. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> the appropriate use of the word cook holding. Does anyone know why cook holding? No idea. Yeah, because it should be cock holding. At least cock holding. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I look at You're straying ever closer to a kind of a Hyle situation over there. That Sorry. hand is just. It's to keep just it out of my the other hand. Like, don't. I'm trying to keep it directly out of my mouth. I did, like, I did actually gel it before I left the house. Oh, you did some it styling. Hasn't, it yeah. hasn't worked. Well, I don't know. It's the first day I've ever had a mustache. It made it go easy on me a little bit. So, um, on Valentine's Day one year, Michelle gave in. She had said no on multiple occasions, having sex with other men. She finally gave in to him, she said, being worn down after taking over-the-counter nighttime cold medicine, which we've all been there, and a few shots of fireball. <laughs> so Ian filmed Michelle having sex with another man. Oh. And the next day, and a man who 
Michelle believes Ian got from Craigslist, which seems to no. be the like the fulcrum point of all bad shit that happens in America. It's like, why is Craigslist still a thing? <laughs> Who is Craig? Who is He's a creep. Yeah. Um, so the next morning, obviously, Michelle woke up. She was absolutely sick and she was so regretful. And she asked him to delete the video. And he was like, nobody held a gun to your head. So he's obviously a dickhead. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. In 2000. How did it go though, the night? Uh, she didn't get into it. Was <laughs> <laughs> Dan in the Dan's room? Dan's over there. Yeah, he's over there. Okay. What's he got to do with that? He's actually just he's sizing up the crowd and he's picking. Yeah. So everyone on this just side a, of the room. A quick show of hands for the cup whatever. holders in the room. Yeah. <laughs> Um, in the summer 2015, though, the couple decided to buy an apartment together and Michelle had saved the $14,000 they needed to put down a down payment. They financed the rest of the property in a joint mortgage. However, the relationship grew really toxic really quickly then at the end of the summer after Michelle spoke to her sister about all the weird shit that Ian did. Her sister was like, you're not crazy, he's a bastard. And so she left him. Ian took back the engagement ring and accused Michelle of cheating on him. She took as many as her, of her possessions as she could into her Volkswagen and drove away. And while it gave her physical freedom, financially they were still tied together with this apartment scenario, which led to this year-long battle of emails back and forth trying to um, sort out what the fuck they were going to do with this apartment. So um, at her most enraged point, Michelle, who was getting increasingly angry with Ian, did send him a barrage of abusive emails. She kind of attributes them to a byproduct of his abuse over the years, but the emails are batshit. Like, we're really the crazy. Benelin again. Over-counter sleep, <laughs> cold medication. Again, we've all been Nighttime cold. She, she was emailing him? Yeah, yeah. She was emailing him. Okay. He pushed her. So she was, they've been emailing back and forth. Basically, the issue is they're emailing back and forth because she's still paying half the mortgage on the apartment. He's living in it. She hasn't seen a cent of her deposit back. And it's just getting really fucking bitter, right? In one email, she did say, your sins are many, including defiling me and my family with your wicked and evil sexual acts, your financial coercion and your irresponsibility, your gluttony, your greed, your lust, your sloth, your wrath, your envy, and most of all, your pride. I will bring the full force of the law and the word of God against you. Yes! So. <laughs> biblical on them. Yeah, yeah, them. like she's passionate, it's biblical. It's, so are, they're Jesus's with them. I don't know. It, 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 it was the email it, it was, was plague kind of, of locusts yeah. at gmail.com. <laughs> it was kind of, um, yeah, it was, it was just there, ever present. I don't know if she was a mad Christian, but definitely willing to bring the wrath of the Lord Jesus Christ upon somebody needing it when needing to. And you know when you're just so angry with someone. Yeah, it's like may the Lord slip into Old you. Testament. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so while they were still figuring out what to do with the apartment, Michelle actually grew afraid of Ian and she said it to two security guards in the place where she worked. And she's they, just now realizing. Still? Did she say it? To no, she has moved on and, and she's working in a university. Okay. So they actually ban Ian from the premises. But what Ian did was use his law connections with all his police friends to, uh, he tried to get a restraining order against her. So he said that she'd been sending him these weird emails saying that she's, you know, slandering him to security guards and all that kind of stuff. But he has put her on the radar of the police department. 
with that crazy email. And he said that she's emotionally unstable and she has a history of rage. So, I mean, everybody <laughs> has a history of rage. <laughs> True. <laughs> I think Cassie doesn't. Not really. I In mean, all this time we've known her, I mean. You're too, it's true, you're still sitting there. She's never <laughs> lost it. No. Um, They're the ones to watch. I that. just breathed in some of this fake fiber mustache. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's really there. Um, but Ian was actually moving on with his life. So in January 2016, he met a woman called Angela Connell again on the internet. Turned out to be who she said she was, and within a month, the two were married. <laughs> what is wrong with people? <laughs> well, they're not young. Angela. <laughs> <laughs> Angela officially Are we supposed to be happy for Ian now? Yeah. Whoa, sorry. Moving on up. No. Has he done a montage of getting fit and throwing out all the wine bottles? No. No? Okay. Angela did move into the apartment that Ian still owned with Michelle, right? Yeah. But they Angela had finally... knows a good thing when she sees... And they're married. He's a man they're with property. Now. Yeah, nice condo. I'll marry that. <laughs> but, um, so... Michelle and Ian came to an agreement with the apartment. Great. The agreement was that for six months more, Michelle would continue paying her half of the mortgage and then Ian would take it over. A bad agreement, Terrible. if you ask me, but something that they seemed to be happy with. So they'd six months left of paying, then Ian was going to take it over. I don't know whether she was getting her money back or whatever. Just before that six months deadline, Michelle learned of Angela and that they are being married because she saw Angela's name on a financial document. She was like, who the fuck is Angela? The second time she would hear of Angela was when Angela filed a restraining order against Michelle. The Ooh. two had never met in person, never spoken. Michelle was horrified. Um, the first time that they would see each other face to face was in the court where Michelle would have to go in and defend herself against the allegations that Angela was now making against Michelle. Angela had been plagued on the internet. So after she had met Ian, someone began sending her mental emails. Okay, emails one fucking guess who that is. <laughs> the emails were sent from six different accounts and one account on LinkedIn. Ah, LinkedIn. Yeah, I know. Dirty bastard. The LinkedIn sender, Jason Ray, made dozens of biblical references when threatening Angela. Yes. Such as, there are legends that Adam had a wife before Eve who's named Lilith, but it's, it was not found in the Bible. The legends vary significantly, but they are essentially agree that Lilith left Adam because she did not want to submit to him. According to the legends, Lilith was an evil, wicked woman who committed adultery with Satan and produced a race of evil creatures. I hope you are scared of death. Be prepared. <laughs> Don't sleep. Be watchful of the daughters of God. We will steal your child and we will watch as it dies. He is using you for everything. Don't you see this? He, he is obsessed with me. I am his treasure princess. You are nothing. Watch your back tomorrow. From here on out, please insist on calling me treasure princess forever. <laughs> that is poetic right so oh, this obviously is amazing i want to copy paste that 
onto a notepad just for future inappropriate work tirades. Yeah, I'm setting that. have been known to go on. I'm setting that to send. a few accounts departments tomorrow. We're like, yeah. payment is due. I hope you were this scared of death. This invoice is overdue by 99 days. Yeah. I will take Be your time. Be prepared, don't I'm sleep. Be watchful of the daughters of God, for they are enraged. I'm poor. Um, <laughs> it's Sophie White at gmail.com. <laughs> Thank you for your customs. Many thanks. Kindly received. I have a kind of separate apology email, like a blanket apology email that I then like dole out after I've had the kind of um, complete like psychotic break in the first email. And it just ends with, I know all of the above is wildly unprofessional and TBH, IDGAF. Nice. Well, that's very good. I once after sending one of those horrid I need to get paid emails immediately sent an apology before I think they'd even read the first. <laughs> <laughs> so deeply uncomfortable myself. No like, rage. This isn't me. She does not have a history of rage. Not at all. Um, so compared, obviously, with the, the emails that Michelle had sent Ian before, things looked really suspicious. Um, Angela and Ian concluded that Michelle must be the sender. By June 2016, Angela, who was pregnant with twins, reported the it's emails. It's always twins, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. God help her. Reported the emails to the police department. The emails were, some of the emails were horrifyingly graphic. They included images of decapitated people. They included threats that Angela would be raped. And throughout the month of June 2016, Angela was like, she was getting them multiple times a day, sending screenshots and printouts to the police department. And the worst part was, on Craigslist, there were these ads for violent rape fantasies. And someone was impersonating Angela, responding to them oh and giving God. over details of where she lived, <gasps> where she ran, where she worked, and saying things like, even if I scream, if I insist, don't stop. Like, which right, is like, a really fucking weird thing, once again, facilitated by Craigslist. Craigslist has everything. Is Angela, which one is she now? Angela <laughs> is <laughs> even, <laughs> Angela is Ian's... If you're going to spoil this, this I'm not. Room. I'm not. I've just lost track. Angela is Ian's new pregnant wife. Gotcha. Michelle is the ex. Yep. Ian no is problem. the marshal. She's quick. still only known Ian max, what? Six 30 months. days. Or no, it's literally like there's, yeah, seven yeah. months pregnant with twins in the condo. Yeah. She had been One month of courting. She had, at the first month of, after their wedding, been pregnant, miscarried, and is now pregnant with twins again. So, like, they've been through... She's, they haven't had a relaxing time. No honeymoon period so what there. what happens now? So halfway through the month... Is anyone else like really, really respecting... Original girl, what's her name again? Michelle. Michelle. Well, she, she's not a part of this. Ah, she is. Come on. Come on. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, Let's come go. on. On the 24th of June 2016, Angela Claus calls the police and says that a man has arrived at her house and attempted to rape her. She's visibly distressed, her clothes are torn, and she has marks all over her body. Faced with the evidence, the police arrest Michelle Hadley that day. Everything points towards her. Michelle's parents pay, the next day, Michelle's parents pay a $100,000 bail to have their daughter released from jail. According to Angela, the night that Michelle was in jail, she received no emails. The day that Michelle is released, they start up again. Oh, Michelle. Would you Less, not use your head? Less than three weeks later, another man, a 17-year-old boy, attempts to rape Angela. Jesus! In what is wrong with teenage ads. boys? 
Michelle is arrested again on multiple charges, including violating a restraining order, soliciting rape and stalking, and her bail is set at $1 million, which obviously her parents cannot afford to pay. So Michelle is sitting in county jail. And in jail, she is faced with sex charges. She is considered to be the worst kind of offender. So she's been strip searched, consigned to herself for 23 hours a day, denied access to toilet paper, sanitary products, and contact lenses. She's not allowed exercise. I feel like that's just bad for everyone else. Well, because she's dirty and she can't see properly. And I feel like she'd be bashing into people with her her soiled bottom. Her roommate sounds like an interesting um, person, is a grandmother who's been faced with kidnapping charges. Um, They were very different and they were stuffed in a cell that was the size of a walk-in closet. Um, A week or so before Angela filed the restraining order, Michelle herself thought something was weird with her internet habits. She got an email from Google saying that her Gmail address had been shut down, but it was for a Gmail address she had never started. Later from Microsoft, Come she rec- on, obviously. <laughs> Later from Microsoft, she received messages alerting her that her primary email address was now being used as recovery email addresses for a load of different Outlook mess- email addresses. Michelle was being catfished, but with Ian's lawful conv- connections and Angela in such a vulnerable position, no one was willing to like, take their sympathy away from Ian and Angela. Angela, who has been attempted to be raped twice, is pregnant with twins, is newly married, who's being tormented. Can I like ask, poor Angela. during the rape attempts, was Ian standing there masturbating? <laughs> of course, he's a cuckolder. No, he wasn't there. She was on her own. After think all of the trauma... comes from cockholder. Well, yeah, I mean, we discussed is, that like well, yeah, 15 I know, minutes but, ago. But like, he's standing there just... I'm being generous to Ian, but like just holding it here. Just holding it. And just watching. And watching. Yeah. I just got the visual, that's all. Okay, go on. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to Google it. Okay. Um, Michelle said no one was interested in hearing her side of the story because amidst all of this trauma, Angela had another miscarriage. Ah, oh, the twins. Jesus. With the twins. Maybe now, on the for point the best, of no though. one being interested in Michelle's side of the story, was it because she kept wrapping it up with biblical jargon? I think it's because she, the police are all friends with Ian. Oh, yeah. She has this history of these weird emails. Okay. It's got the love triangle smited woman story. She could be pissed off that Angela's living in her apartment. She could be pissed off that Ian and the, the engagement was called off and less than six months later, Ian's married again. No way. I think she was just delivering it. Like, like a Sunday sermon. And people were like, I can't, I can't cope, can't focus, it's too boring. This is too boring. Some of what she's saying is quite salacious, Wait but actually I'm too bored. Surely she was just in the prison cell going, none of this shit was me. Yeah, which I'd say a lot of people in prison are doing. I guess. <laughs> like I'd say 99% of people in prison would say it wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. So... With Michelle losing faith in the police department, help appeared from the most unlikely of sources. Ian. Ian Diaz. Oh, yeah. On September 30th, 2016, he spoke with the police department and he said he thinks his current wife is framing Michelle. Oh, great. <gasps> so Diaz revealed that the miscarriages that Angela claimed to have suffered were not miscarriages, 
but abortions that he'd forced her to have. Oh, he didn't no. know who the real father of the baby was. He was saying that. The first, sorry, I can't the believe first all these miscarriage. relationships aren't working out. Right. <laughs> the, first, the first miscarriage Did was that. a lie. Oh. The second pregnancy was a lie. She was never pregnant. The first, ah. first miscarriage so, was an abortion. Second pregnancy was a lie. She had bought sonograms on Etsy. <gasps> she had. She bought sonograms on yes. Etsy. Yes. Yeah. There's a little Etsy shop for you. <laughs> you guys would be in so much fucking business. How much would you get for one, do you reckon? I don't know. Go on there and have a look. Um, so when he learned the truth of the fake sonograms and the fake um, tests, I think uh, I'm missing an opportunity separate. to plug my book in all good bookstores. Oh. It's all filtered, Liz. If you like this, this kind of content, this is. there's a fake pregnancy in it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, no, no, it's not a spoiler. No. Just go on. <laughs> So Ian and Angela separated when he learned of the fake test and then they looked into Angela's background and found that she had later faked checks, jobs, doctor's notes and cancer. Oh. Our favourite faking things in the creep dive. Don't be offended, you guys have listened to past episodes. So, so <laughs> it wasn't Ian. Sorry, keep going. The week after Diaz came forward, um, Michelle and his, her attorney... Uh, so, sorry, the prosecutor of Orange County, Richard Zimmer, reached through the cell bars and shook her hand and apologised to her, but it still took another three months for her to be exonerated. So, Michelle spends like four months in jail because of this. And they know pretty early on that it's a fake. They, they claim that they went through this thorough digital forensic examination. And then someone called bullshit and was like, from the very first email received, you knew the IP address was inside Angela and Ian's ah, apartment. But it just seems the emails that were coming from inside the house. Obviously, they oh, always God. were. Always, right? Um, so the the story the the story from the before it was revealed to be Angela, and when everyone thought it was still Michelle. Oh well, the point is now everyone thinks it's Angela. Spoiler, Angela's now in prison for five years. But Ian was Shit. never questioned. This is all Ian. Or Ian's influence or something. No, it's just Ian. Yeah, it's Ian to get the gaff. It's Ian from the very start with all the weird Jesus-y email rage. Oh, but sorry, all of the IP addresses were located at the condo, the apartment they shared, Angela's father's home and Angela's cell phone. Still Ian. <laughs> Ian, you wily fuck. Thank but you, Cassie. Ian is probably off, married again, meeting women on the internet, and Angela is good for him in prison. Michelle runs a small apartment where she lives now and is furnishing it on a shoestring budget. She said, "Cool. <laughs> I want to follow that uh, re home renovation project." <laughs> she has access to sanitary products now. <laughs> she does deeply traumatized. She said she wouldn't wish incarceration on her worst enemy, which. I mean, that's the whole point of it, isn't it? How old Thank is you. she now? She's only late 20s. Michelle would only, she's only 30 now, I think. Fuck's sake, what yeah. is she? And Ian, just floating around. Just doing his thing. Doing his thing. Yeah. <laughs> Watching other men do his thing. <laughs> nice. Hey. Thank you. Hey. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. What do you want me to go? Well, yeah. Okay. I can, I can finish this off with, um, can I forget this? 
The darkness has arrived. The darkness. What do you okay. got? Buzzfeed. I was given shit last week for a shitty Buzzfeed headline. Oh, hey. I know. <laughs> I'm like Chris Chapman at your wedding. Do you remember when he had like all the oh, unrelated? We're gonna have to fucking buzz out his name. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> forget that. Are we ready? Wait. Now, this is Wait. a niche movie reference. Okay. But if anyone is exactly 34, I feel like you would also know this movie. What your outfit? Oh no, this is Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. Did, I, Did I ever get that? I don't know if this is a sign of my age, but when I saw you, I thought you were Angelica's doll from the Rugrats. Rug <laughs> <laughs> that's probably because I'm just oh significantly younger than Fucking you. Fucking significantly scarier as well. You are so young. Yeah. You are so young. Okay. Don't tell mom the babysitter's oh, yeah. Ed. Yes! Does we everyone know. remember Don't tell mom the babysitter's Ed? Yes. David Duchovny was in that. Weird. I mean, no, you couldn't forget. So hot. Sexing everyone on the cast. Yeah. Okay, so I'm doing the granddaddy of creeps, Mr. Edward Keith. Uh, no one's ever told Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no one else just feels so cheery when you say his name. There's something really likable about him. I know no. that's crazy. I, I, honestly, he's such... Goofy I or something. I know. I know. I know. I just, I just have this affinity with him. I you don't. better tell everyone who okay. he is. Okay. Does everyone know who Ed Gein is? I don't. What? Oh. <laughs> Do you want to take my seat? Whoever said that. <laughs> what? Okay. So Ed Gein is basically the guy who every scary man in a horror movie ever was based on. Oh, so, so here's where we got. I Norman don't Bates. like horror movies. I don't even like this podcast. Why are you doing like this? <laughs> I don't know. Started at something so innocent, and here we are. <laughs> what did we say the creep dive was gonna be? That you were like fine, and then this. You, I think she loves you the specifically hoax. said. Oh yeah, I was like hoaxing. And I yeah. think you said the line, "Where are the Swan contestants now?" Oh, and I yeah, was like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> I was involved at that point. her in with a swan reference. Yeah, but hands up, who wants to know where the swan contestants are at, no? Some of them are not doing yeah. great. Four people care. <laughs> Everyone else is here for wearing humans. Oh, he was really creative with <laughs> yeah, cook holding. We're all just going to make love now and you can all hold or not hold. But uh, it's what he did. There's loads okay, there. Okay, sure, he was, yeah. he was great. So creative, he I was mean. Just eccentric guy. You Amazing. Know? Very creative. Um, <laughs> so he was born in 1906. As I said, like Norman Bates from Psycho is based on him. Um, every character in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but mostly Leatherface, is based on him. And um, um, Buffalo Bill from Science of the Lambs. Yeah. Maybe Jason Voorhees. Yeah. He had a bit of a mum love thing. Anyone who loves his mother <laughs> basically is Ed Keen. Okay, so he was born in 1906 in uh, Wisconsin, uh, Plainfield, Wisconsin, and uh, he was born into a um, savage, shitty family. Uh, his parents were George and Augusta, um, they all had really hipster names, and um, Augusta in particular was a fucking wild bitch. Jesus. And uh, George was just kind of lazy and ineffectual and kind of an alcoholic. Mm. But Augusto was a fucking lunatic. 
very religious, as many lunatics are, as we learned in the last story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she, for example, just like hated George, her husband. She literally sexed him just the twice, just to have Henry, Ed's <coughs> older brother, and then little Eddie Dean. Um, and I presume all the way through, she was like, and George was like, <laughs> you know, and like George was sometimes kind of abusive, but like it's been described as kind of like open hand slap fights. <laughs> and Augusta just like tolerated the slapping while praying for his death. Right. Oh. At him. <laughs> so they were great. <laughs> How are the Geens? Will we have the Geens over? <laughs> I love George and Augusta. Augusta was also built like the Trunchbull, I think. That's what I picture when I um, think of Augusta. So anyway, there was the older brother and then there was Ed. Now, Augusta was so fucked up. Like, she just hated women. She was just like... She, I also picture like Gemma O'Darty when I think of her. Maybe <laughs> 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 take a little bit like fucking bigotry and just put women instead. <laughs> She's kind of a weird crossbreed of the Trunchbull in her. And um, she was so anti-women, she basically thought all women were sluts, except herself, and because um, she'd hated the sex. And um, she basically told, like she instructed Ed and Henry to masturbate over having sex with women because she said the sin of, the sin of onanism was preferable to sex with a woman. Onanism. So she oh. urged her boys to masturbate as much as possible. Now Shed, Shed, sorry, Ed. <laughs> he was probably in the shed doing yeah. it. They also, they moved to a really, really remote, horrible, creepy farmhouse when the boys were young. So they were all just out there in the middle of nowhere, just hating each other. No electricity, no running water, just fucking Grimsville. Um, they used to do kind of story time on Augusta's ample lap. Um, what the fuck? Until in between, In between, until their late 30s. <laughs> ample. <laughs> And she, between urging them to masturbate furiously, she would uh, read them extracts from the Bible, all the most vicious and violent extracts from the Old Testament. So she was great. And, um, so in school, Ed did go to school, and he was known as just being very kind of shy, slight, like uh, not built like uh, Augusta. Augusta's just a name for it too, isn't it? You'd never have a light-footed Augusta. <laughs> <laughs> She'd never creep up on you. Um, so dainty school, he was kind of known mainly for like, just tittering quietly to himself sometimes. <laughs> Maybe he was doing a hands-off uh, like onism. Hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just all that kind of laughing at nothing is always a bit unnerving. <laughs> Um, So anyway, the mother also, to make matters worse, punished him whenever he tried to make friends. Oh, God. How was she just there hovering around the playground? He hates you! (laughs) Don't even bother, Ed! Don't even bother! Yeah, I don't know. Just back to masturbating. Get back to your room! Get back to your shed! Um, So anyway, their dad died 
um, in like 1940. So when Ed and his brother were in their like late 20s and like George, like, I don't know, I'd say probably just sort of slipped into death and nobody noticed, you know? He's just like the worst person. Like they just hated him so much in the family. George, the eldest guy. George, no, the dad. Oh, the, sorry. Yeah, so he died. And then four years later, um, the brother, Henry, died. Now, under suspicious circumstances, in that there was a fire raging on the Gein property and the brothers were trying to put it out. And then... <laughs> Ed went to town looking for help, and he was like, help, help. <laughs> no. <laughs> and they were like, oh, Eddie, what's wrong? Are you okay, Eddie? And he's like, oh, there's a fire out of the game place. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen my brother. <laughs> this is terrifying. <laughs> I should have worn a little, he had a little kind of trucker cap that he threw So nobody came for so They help. went out to the, <laughs> the Aguin place, and they found the brother. Um, apparently dead in the fire, but not a burn on him. Oh, or wow. any issues with smoke inhalation, few head injuries. Oh, yeah. And they were like, oh, Henry died in the fire. <laughs> okay, Ed. <laughs> Where you was... okay out? You going to be okay out here? Where's Augusta? Where's Augusta? Augusta was around. <laughs> <laughs> she was unhappy, I'd say, with the loss of her son. But Ed... Couldn't have been happier because he finally had mummy all to himself. Mother. So he had good like few years there. Actually, no, sorry, he had one year of having Augusta all mine, all mine, mummy. And still sitting up on the lap. I mean it's every mother's dream in one sense. Old Testament Is story it? time. Kind of. Wait. No, cool. no, no. No, okay. But he loves his mother. <laughs> Go on. Um, so um, she had a stroke. And the way she died is just so Augusta. Basically, <laughs> she had a stroke and she kind of recovered-ish. Like, she's okay. And uh, they had to go down and buy some, like, grain from this local farmer. And um, he was, like, shacked up with some harlot. And when they got down to the farm... The farmer was beating a dog to death. <gasps> Happens. And Augusta was horrified Come at on. the hussy oh. living in the farmhouse. <laughs> Sorry. And she fucking raged herself into another stroke that finished her off. Oh. She was very put out about the woman in the farmhouse, not about the dead dog at all. So then Ed had possibly the last thing Ed needed which was a free gas. Like, if you're going to have to kill a dog, you're not going to, like, beat it to death. Well, you know what I'm saying? I think so. <laughs> you're going to run it over in a car. No! <laughs> if you had to kill a dog, I wouldn't want to do it with my bare hands, is no, what I'm saying. No, there's other ways. You don't have to hit it with a car. Stop killing We're... dogs. <laughs> okay, so Ed had a free gaff. This is the last thing he needed. Um, but now he was able to indulge in some of his Pinterest-worthy DIY projects. Amazing. Oh, this sounds ideal now. Okay, so basically Ed was out there, still in the remote farmhouse, for like the next kind of 10 years. Right. Okay. And like he's still known around town, like he used to go into town and have a few drinks. They'd be like, oh, there's Eddie. And he'd be like, hey. <laughs> and he'd like see older women around town, inquire after their health. He would, would he? 
very sweet boy, Elgin. I'd be like, how are you feeling, Mary? Are you, are you feeling weak? <laughs> um, anyway, um, he was, yeah, he used to kind of have jobs doing like handy work around farms and things like that. Also, babysat local children. Oh, Why so a weird? Fucking lot. How desperate would Hence you have to be incredible. for a night to get the weird? You know guy. that feeling though when you're like, I just need to leave them for a few. You hours. do. You're like, this I just isn't need okay. Them away from my body. All the signs are pointing to danger. This slight man laughing at nothing <laughs> seems fine. <laughs> I mean, he got himself dressed. He got himself dressed. He's uptight. he's here. That's like he while being known for being kind of odd. He wasn't, I don't think, really a threat because he was small. He was quite diminutive and like, like, like scrawny and like not, he didn't look strong. Like childlike a bit. Kind of. Anyway, um, so he was going around the gaff and nobody really knew what he got up to out there. Um, and then in November of 1957, um, he went into the hardware shop in Plainfield, the town. And um, the woman who owned the hardware shop bore more than a passing resemblance to Augusta. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> Mi gusta Augusta. <laughs> and, um, he went up to Augusta and her son Frank was there. And he was like, I need to, uh, I need to buy a gallon of antifreeze. I think that's what he was after. <laughs> and uh, made this whole big thing about the antifreeze I need to buy. <laughs> and Frank was like, mm, don't got it. Come back tomorrow, Eddie Gein. And Ed was like, oh, yeah, you're going to be here tomorrow? <laughs> and Frank was like, no, first day of hunting season. Ed didn't go hunting. And it was actually a known fact that the other people in town thought he was a bit of a pussy for not being into killing animals. Oh. Little did they know. In the 50s. And, uh, and then Ed was like, oh, so do you go out all day, Frank? And Frank was like, yeah, Ed, we go out early, do some hunting, then we drink some beers, and then we hold our cocks. <laughs> <laughs> and Ed was like, okay, okay, bye. So Ed came back the next day. Um, Bernice went missing and no one knew where Bernice was but there was a huge receipt on the counter for a gallon of, of antifreeze. <laughs> Her final sale before going missing. So Frank was like, well Ed was here last night looking for a gallon of antifreeze. This seems suspicious. And they said, oh, we'll go out to Eddie's place. So they went straight out to um, Eddie's house and found Bernice. It's pretty cut and dry because Eddie was shit at being a criminal. Yeah. Um, so she was in a bad way, like dead, but like. <laughs> <laughs> But like, not a great kind of dead. Like the worst kind of dead. Okay. Like, super extra bonus party dead. Um, but that was fucking the least of it, lads. Jesus Christ. Okay, so they found in 
Eddie's house, poor dead Bernice and an array of batshit paraphernalia. I love it. Made from human body parts. It's amazingly oh, Including, weird. but not limited to, whole human bones and fragments, a waste basket made of human skin, human <laughs> skin covering Why several chairs. Oh. Like, I'll make a bin. I'll make a bin for my bits and bobs. <laughs> I guess. I'm t- he is a human. Honestly, history no. would have been different if he had had Pinterest. Because he, he could have macrammed a little wastebasket <laughs> and it'd be fine. Of human hair. Exactly. Would have been lo- still the same problem, Cassie. The <laughs> problem didn't need to is, is medium. <laughs> no, tell them the best. There's, an there's amazing- more, there's more, yeah. there's more. What Eddie was, was a trailblazer. Because now we're all into sustainability. And what he was doing was just upcycling. Yeah. Oh, so no. he actually could have gotten really big on Instagram if he was right now. Anyway, what else? Skulls on his bedposts. Bowls made from human skulls. A corset made from a female torso. Leggings made from human leg skin. You would never get them on. I like his very literal thinking. What is he wearing? Like, I need something. He's making himself his mum, is he? He's making a mum suit. For himself. He's to wearing be inside his masks made from the skin of female heads. He had nine of these. Now, five for wear- were for wearing. And then, you know the way you have a good room? He had four good masks that he wouldn't wear. They were for safekeeping. Was the mask literally the face? face, Skin face. Yes. And often with like poorly applied makeup. God. A belt made from human nipples. I love that one the best. Like you never look at a nipple, you're like that. Do you know what? What that needs to be. That'd make a great belt. (laughs) (laughs) If I had about 40 more of those. Like, well, he was very slight. I'd say he would have made it with at least only 20 probably would do it. But they'd shrink after time, you know, like skin would shrink. So they I've seen the belt, like it's still in good nick. It's a, it, they, there's pictures there's of all so the belt pictures. is the best. Uh, my fave is the nine vulvas in a shoebox. Oh, that's, Sorry, that's not a thing. <laughs> that's not a thing. It's just a collection. What about just four noses? Yeah, I that's good. I just love the way they're kicking around somewhere in the yeah. house. Uh, also, a pair of lips on a window shade drawstring. <laughs> I just, Isn't he's like, accessorise, accessorise, accessorise. accessorize. <laughs> I love, it's my favourite. He's my that down. A lampshade made from the skin of a human face. What did he do with all the tits? He also, oh, I'm just about to answer your oh, question. Yeah. He had a mammary vest. I knew something would just happen. Loads of tits. Like a, a cat. A pregnant <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, totally. And I saw this mammary vest, and some of those tits are really fucking good. But would the flesh behind would be rotted away? I know. I think he was a skilled taxidermist. So he's stuffing them. Yep, and he's tre- he's tanning things. Do you know it'd be better if he like mixed up the order so they weren't matching. <laughs> Do you know? And it was like connect four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so. When questioned, um, they were like, Ed, what is this? <laughs> Can you imagine, like, what in the 50s you... in Wisconsin? He just like, hi, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, so the house was a fucking state. Yeah. As you can imagine, but he had loads of it just blocked off. Like, the mother's room, pristine, oh, completely yeah. um, preserved, like. Um, he, during the years of the cray-cray, 
This is just a funny aside that came up upon belatedly. So at some point during the free gaff years, Ed <laughs> did start to vaguely feel like he needed to kind of reverse out of his whole flesh furniture situation, <laughs> hell hole home that he had created. But it being Ed, he did not have the wherewithal to kind of like do a deep clean or run the fuck away from all the crazy. So or instead, or that just set a good fire time to his set house. on fire. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, obvious. He's already done it once. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, so many other options to what he did, which was approach a newlywed couple in the area. And he said, you guys have a very small house here. I have a larger house. Ha <laughs> ha. Would you like to swap? I mean... I mean... Yeah. In this market, yeah. yes. I think I'd overlook the... <laughs> the be like, I'm keeping them. <laughs> Just draw the shade down, mother. So, he actually had the couple over. <laughs> Now, I think he kind of put things away, but he actually wasn't mad subtle at all with any of it because there was lots of kids around the town who knew that Eddie, for example, had shrunken heads that he told them he'd gotten from somebody who'd been like on service in the Philippines, just such a kind of 1950s lie. That's that like, well, he everyone would just be like, oh yeah, the Philippines. Why did sure, he they're mention all at them that. in the first place? <laughs> He needn't have mentioned a shrunken, shrunken head. Maybe they were just around. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You could see them in the well, window. Well, you know the kind of ones in the good room for show? Yeah. They were displayed proudly. Now, he must have put other stuff away, all right. But when the couple came to see the house, they weren't into it. Uh, apparently, the filth was indescribable. Oh, God. And the kitchen floor was slicked with grease. Not she, grease. She fucking hopes it was grease. But I don't think it was, friend. I do not. So, anyway. Um, they, um, they questioned Ed Gein. They didn't know what the fuck they were dealing with. They'd never had, you know, anything like this before. Gemma Doherty was probably only born around this time. <laughs> In the confessions, um, they asked if he ever uh, wore the vaginas over his penis, to which he That's responded... That's a weird way of asking him, though, because you're not like... <laughs> I'm not, I'm yeah, gonna... Ed was like, no, no, no you're no. making it weird. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like you're dressing it up rather than... Yeah, yeah. like a merkin. Yeah, you don't say, like, did you wear this um, dildo? Do you know what I'm saying? What? What way would you ask it? Use. Use oh, the vagina. No, but I think they were like, he's, there's a lot of, like, he's making... Clothing. Suiting. He's okay. working in here. Mm. So I think they were like, he's... This is wearing How rather than miniature would the, the little vaginas be? I mean, shrunken. Ed was quite coy when questioned about this and mm. said, I might have done. Oh. <laughs> when asked if he wore their faces, he said, that I did. <laughs> I cannot tell a lie. And then you they were like, did you wear them for a long time? And he was like, no, I had things I had to do. <laughs> um, why women that looked exactly like his mother? All the bodies were middle-aged women. And, I mean, corpulent. What does that mean? You know, like built, trunchbull. Ah, oh, corpulent. Is that? I don't know. <laughs> um, he Different. said, longer hair seemed to have more value to me. I needed it for my materials. Mm. 
Well, he did. He did. Okay, so the good news is he didn't kill all the bodies. Yay, he only killed two people. Okay. What? Yeah, so he's actually like an underachiever in terms of the murder, but he was a very prolific grave robber. Ah. Hence, asking the owl ones around Plainfield, how, how were they feeling? feeling? So, literally, he'd read the death notices. He'd see that, um, I don't know, like, what would be your mum's friend's name? Attractive. Sheila de Courcy died there on Tuesday. Can you believe it? Um, I think that's a real person. <laughs> Bleep that out. <laughs> Sorry, Sheila de Courcy. Um, so anyway, he then would go to the graveyard, apparently in a trance-like state, and steal the bodies. That's convenient. And at first, well, he said that sometimes he kind of came out of the trance mid-thieving of the bodies, um, and he'd be like, Ed, Eddie, what are you doing? I have to go home. And he'd leave the grave immaculate, which is very restrained of Eddie. But sometimes and we he have didn't. to give credit where credit's due. <laughs> so what you're saying he is probably sometimes only stole bodies he... one in three visits okay. to the graveyard, which is still too many times. <laughs> and so they couldn't fucking believe Eddie had actually done this because if you know anything about grave robbing, and I hope you don't, <laughs> it's very fucking taxing work. If you're digging up a hole, a coffin is fucking massive. Yeah, yeah, really heavy. Yeah, and then he's dragging. Well, maybe it. he's just opening the coffin down there and the body just throwing it out the hole, you know? Well, he's lugging it. I mean, he's, yeah, but it's, it's still a dead body. Mm. And he's tiny. But anyway, he look, he had that kind of farm fitness where it's very <laughs> skinny, but fucking tough. Yeah. Now, tough as nails. How is he not <laughs> spotted? So many things. Yeah. I don't know, because he wasn't... It's not exactly subtle work, is it? Like digging a grave, digging up a body, yeah. throwing it out. Throwing it into you know. a van. Presumably there's yeah. a bad smell Filling from it back all this up, flesh. Making it look fine. Except that you think he always did recent graves. So they would look like the soil was, soil was a bit disturbed. But he wasn't in any way even trying to cover his tracks half the time, I don't think. Like, he was just on a fucking binge. You know, he needed his materials <laughs> to create his crafts. What was he doing with the and, bits? Um, Soaps. He actually murdered somebody, another woman, years before, and it had gone undetected, and he did not deserve to get away with this because it was so sloppy. He just was drinking in this woman's bar. He was kind of obsessed with this woman, and he shot her at the end of the night and just took her home. And the next day they went out to him and they were like, Eddie, we heard you were drinking in the bar and now she's gone. And he was like, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, would you like a skull of tea? <laughs> and like, they He's just, wearing his titty vest. He's wearing, I don't know, the memories of the women <laughs> of the town. And they were like, that looks like Mary. <laughs> um, and yeah, so he just fucking got away with it through just people, I think not even possibly having the imagination at the time to be like, do you think Eddie's wearing people at home? <laughs> That's one of the kind of main things he really liked to do, apparently, was he'd go out wearing his lady suit and 
dance by the light of the moon. It's the simple things, you know. I still can't see how he would have pulled human skin leggings <laughs> up his legs. Like leggings are hard enough. You like just, neoprene. It's like a wetsuit. There'd be no giving them. Of gore. Yeah. Yeah. Like imagine forcing your foot down this stiff leather-like tube. Leather tube. Leather. It makes no sense. Well, if, you've, if anyone's worn leather pants, I think we all know then exactly what it's like to wear legs. Yeah. That you've got off a lady. Bingo. Some of your mum's friend's legs. That's the thing, you knew loads of these women. Newland's got a they great pair of pins. It's like Augusta's bridge club. And he was like, just wearing them now by the end. <sighs> um, he... Uh, <laughs> He was ruled not guilty by reason of insanity and spent the rest of his life in a mental hospital. And he died at 77. Good innings. Proving that there is, yet again, no justice in this world. He well, saw he only killed eight two. decades. Recycle, reuse, yeah. reduce, What well, it makes adopter. me think of is, do you remember in Art Attack, when ever, or even we Neil. have this with Bosco all the time, whenever you needed a fairy liquid bottle, You'd be there, like in the kitchen, like jazzing oh, at your yeah, mom. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Are you finished with the fairy liquid bottle yet? Are you finished with the fairy liquid bottle yet? And that was just Ed, except he was just like, give me your skin. <laughs> you know? Very good. Very good. What else can I tell you? Nothing. That's Ed Keen. That's it. Thank he you. He resides so. in an unmarked plot because oh. people kept fucking with his grave. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this is very Ed Keen, this. This human That's, suit. Yeah. I'm going to give you a short one. Uh, here's my BuzzFeed. Whoops. Oh, no. My BuzzFeed headline. Oh, look. I'm falling apart. Oh, oh Jennifer. Oh, this is disastrous. What it's else do okay, we have in here? Can I drink the Diet Coke as well? You can drink half. My baby needs it. Okay. Do you want to hear my BuzzFeed? <laughs> it's full of folic acid. <laughs> Piss-addicted goat. <laughs> Kills man. <laughs> Are you in? <laughs> click, click. Okay. Robert H. Boardman set out on a hike on Saturday with his wife and his friend to the National Olympic Park Trail. Somewhere in America. It's popular because it's short and beautiful and close to town. But the Port Angeles man never completed it. <laughs> so Boardman, 63, died after trying to shoo away a mountain goat at the top of the ridge, about four miles north of the Hurricane Ridge Visitor Centre. No. Okay? I mean, shoo. not shoo. really, but go shoo. on. Yeah. Oh, no. It is believed, he is believed to be the first person who, uh, to have died in an incident involving an animal in the park. So what they think happened to Robert Boardman is he took a piss. And then this goat, who had been known as a piss-addicted goat, <laughs> started to follow him. In fact, we know this is the case, because his wife was with him. But the accounts are a bit murky. A piss-addled fiend. So the goat began active aggressively when Boardman and his wife, Susan, and their friend Pat encountered the animal on the trail. So he had taken a piss at the start of the trail. The goat had found it and then had been following them. Gotten a taste oh, for it. In the a sort taste of... for Boardman. Yeah, but they couldn't see that he was following them until they got to the end of this ridge where the kind of trees kind of were less so. And then he was just standing there. The ghost. Staring at them. Yeah. So it was like as if he knew the piss that he had been licking. 
was the guy's piss. He was like, because he had no Making interest his in Susan and Pat. Right. Wait, who's Pat? Another friend. Okay. <laughs> Two women and a man. So he locked on to Boardman. 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 Robert. <laughs> Absolute focus. He wasn't breaking his focus. And you're, he was sort of shooing. He's Grant. Just a go. Yeah, yeah. It's Grant. And He's just kidding around. Was like, Boardman taking a piss at this moment? No, no. He'd finished pissing hours. I'm picturing cockholding no, and shooing. They had no idea. That Why have you brought that into every story? <laughs> it's my new thing. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, goat locked on to Robert. Shooing commencing. It's grand. Yeah. It's just a bit of a laugh at the start. Yeah. Shooing. It's fine. It's fine. like not working. It's, it's really grand. not working. It's fine, guys. <laughs> it's just a, he's, uh, the goat retreated. Oh, okay. And then charged. Charged. And <laughs> Robert, right? Did it have like horns, yeah. this goat? Small. Do all goats have horns? Stubby horns. Oh. So he impaled himself on one horn into oh. Robert's leg. Ah. And was stuck there. So the shooing became frantic. No effect. Yeah, <laughs> frantic shoe. The two women just kind of freaking out of the side. It was about three o'clock in the day on a Saturday, and loads of families were coming upon them. So Pat was a woman as well. Pat was a woman as well. Uh, Pat but that's always very confusing with Pat. Patrick, Patricia, who cares? So anyway, they were there shooing. They'd stopped this family and been like, "Stay back," but also help. <laughs> Robert stuck it. In a goat. <laughs> and you would think at this point that Susan or Pat would have been able to approach considering the goat was stuck. Yeah. But every time they approached, the goat would move and, and kick and crash her further. So more and more people sort of started arriving and everyone started phoning for help. And a helicopter was sort of on its way, a park ranger. A helicopter. Also, like, everyone to land on the ridge. on the goat. To just grab the hind legs yeah, well, and reef it off the ridge. No, because it was still stuck into Robert, who at this point was not in good shape now. And tell me about the horns on the goat now. Like, are they the mad curly ones? How is this? Did, yeah, they come that way, but the goat I was looking at a picture of wasn't the goat that did it, but let's say it was. <laughs> it was sort of <laughs> out and then across a little. All right, so just... Really Ice pointy. And across, embedded into a thigh. Okay. And you'd be like, you know, anyway, no, hours yeah, passed. Yeah. And nobody what? was able to get to Robert because the movement and the, you'd think they would, it sounded would like Susan not? was, was you know, him doing like, helping. You'd get really bored in that situation because well, what, it's been going on for hours. Well, see, yeah, because he was screaming, please like don't human labor. Susan was like, we need to get in and help, maybe if we pull him. And Susan was stopping people, pulling the goat, you know what I mean? She was listening to Robert, but Robert wasn't the one who would, should be but making the decision. I think yeah, even no, the goat was bored by the end. <laughs> anyway, literally... There seems, just talk, far, so there sorry, seems yeah. in hours loads of things. Literally I, I hours How would anyone here, yes, stop a goat? Would you not just, I'm not for harming animals, but surely someone was like, well, shoot or tranquilize the goat. Amazing for America. There was no gun option yet. <laughs> <laughs> but they were throwing stones at the goat. <laughs> That's, yeah, okay. But so what they were doing was just irritating the goat, goat more. just enough to yeah. keep him pissed off. Right, basically. But not enough to stop him absolutely. from maiming the person. Because Susan was stopping them. 
So they were like, okay, if I can't get physically near, I'm just going to fuck a rock over Susan's shoulder and hit. Anyway. Oh, yeah. And then, like, people hitting Boardman with the rocks. Uh, look, hours have passed. Boardman's <laughs> not in good shape, but they can't get close enough really to work out. He's basically kind of, the screaming has sort of quietened. And a helicopter lands. He was like, why are you standing over there? Yeah, wait for this. The helicopter lands in a clearing, not so far away. It's talking about like yards away. And uh, so the goat freaks out with the sound of the helicopter. And then the guys get out. And one of them is wearing a tinfoil blanket, I think presumably for Robert. And what it says (laughs) in the report is, the sight of the tinfoil blanket (laughs) meant that the goat got such a fright, it just kind of, unlatched and ran away oh. and Robert was dead <gasps> I know it's so amazingly stupid that he died like that but he did and oh so my God. these like although there had never been a death there had been loads of incidences with these because all of the goats were addicted to piss <laughs> so basically these goats I'd forgotten that part not of the story <laughs> I know the goats were not native to this particular oh my god thing. they just kind of heard on the goat network to go that there. this was there was great piss here at this bar the piss issue was a salt deprivation that they were all oh. that they were all suffering I'm sorry i forgot to mention as well because it also is on sweat so like people would be like oh these goats are licking me this is so funny and that was sort of like the way you feed the squirrels in uh, what's that park botanical gardens don't go near them you're not supposed to do that jesus no well, they're the rats of the trees, Jen. <laughs> they come they're, right up and take They're conniving. Anyway, so the, they had all been, sorry, what was it? Oh, yeah. The, so as the killer goat was stuck in him, there was also a report that the goat was simultaneously just licking part of his leg. <laughs> oh, no. Enjoying the salt. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah, so they ended up deciding, like, enough, we can't have this again. We've got to get rid of the goats or you would think actually why don't they just fuck a load of salt in a load of rocks of salt and say like lads just lick through that like a big gobstopper yeah, just for goats cover the ground and salt. they didn't yeah. do that instead they were like let's airlift these fuckers to a different forest by helicopter with these special you know what they needed to do they needed to bring them to the island in jurassic park what's there and then the circle of life would be complete do you remember they used to feed oh, the goats yes very good Anyway, these fuckers definitely deserved it. So they just moved the problem over to someone else's jurisdiction. But anyway, so that's really the, the end of the goat story. And then there's a lovely loads about Robert and how he was a... a good guy, but you're not even going to bother going sorry, into I will. it. I'll just tell you a quick just one. extracted glee from his death and you're not even going to honour the man. I will, I will. I I'll bet sh- you know, because Robert, Here as we is. know, had time. I'd say he was crafting his own obituary on his phone. As he died slowly he on the ridge. He wrote his own autobiography. He wrote this, didn't he? He was an avid hiker. <laughs> Played guitar and mandolin. He also was a professional folk dancer. Uh, one less of those, not the worst thing. Up and down the coast. He so, just seems um, like a nice, simple man. He was a very visible member of the community here, much loved and respected. I have to blame Susan. I blame Pat. Confusing Pat name. Nothing. Threw a rock at Robert as he was dying. No, that was a that was a family with three, three children. Oh. The first to come upon the dying Robert, the dad and the mum of the family were like, yes. <laughs> get back. Anyway, so that's the end of my story. I poor, mean, poor Robert. But I mean, it's important to know because and all of the other people on that ridge should be Darwin Awards. 
Like they should be like I don't know what would you like accessories most, to Darwin Awards. That should be a, a new shitty, category. Shitty way they to all die. helped him die. They did. Nobody did enough. <laughs> pull the shocking. pull the goat with the legs. I do you know what this whole story reminds me of labor. I know it's just kind of in my head now at the moment because it's like looming. The way but no like, one helps no you. No one helps you. No. They throw rocks at you. They just pelt <laughs> you with ineffectual <laughs> shit. They shoot you. And then all away. of a sudden, shoot, 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 and you're dying and screaming. I know. And nobody's just grabbing this thing with fucking hind legs and reaching it out. Anyway, thanks for coming. That's the creep guys. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.